Hello and welcome to Love Yourself Rich. My name is Gretchen Evangelista. I'm a money mindset coach. You can follow me on Instagram at Gretchen.Evangelista. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, And I didn't say my normal intro because I don't have my notes in front of me because I am recording not in my usual spot in my office, but I'm actually stuffed in a closet, my closet. (laughs) And this is all because my brother who does music and sound editing and whatever he does told me that my audio quality is essentially horrendous and that there's an echo and (laughs) he was trying to really explain to me how important this stuff was and at the time I was like whatever no one cares about that but then he got to me and I got peer pressured so here I am um, recording in my closet and I am not certain that this will be a long-term change um i I, the reason why i don't record in closets anymore is because they're usually really hot and stuffy and it's just like i don't i like to be comfortable it's really hard to wedge an entire chair that's comfortable inside of this closet so i'm literally just sitting on a pillow and i have a cutout cardboard cutout of gordon ramsay stuffed in this closet so he's keeping me company too all right so let's see how long i last before my back starts hurting (laughs) welcome to the show everybody so today today we are going to be talking about when to do something for the money we've all been in a situation whether it's like taking on a new client or taking on a job where the money is so good but you kind of feel torn because that's at the cost of maybe your values or maybe your free time or maybe your mental health right but like there's always that part of us that's like well but the money like it almost justifies this 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 decision so like what what do I do and we just feel torn by this because obviously when we have more money in the bank um, they say money doesn't buy happiness which of course has some truth to it but I honestly believe money helps the world go round money supports you it allows you to support other people in a higher better um, higher functioning way so like I am never against having a big fat bank account obviously but sometimes we don't know when to go that route sometimes we don't know like where is the line between am i doing this um like will this make me happy will this be worth it is money worth sacrificing maybe working on the weekends or having to work really hard for this job or certification or whatever right so today we're going to just get into it dive into just what goes into that decision if you are in a decision like this and trust me i think if you're not currently in a situation um, like this you will absolutely be in one at some point so it's good to kind of prime your brain and to teach your brain teach yourself how to make better decisions when it comes to money okay 
So when to do something for money. I've talked about this before on the show. I talked th- uh, I've talked about this with my clients. And um, this, I believe, is my inner compass to making decisions related to money. If I were to do something for the money, like take a job, for example, my biggest question to myself is, why am I doing this? Am I doing this from a place of lack or am I doing this from a place of an abundance energy? And... uh, I'd like to use different words here. Am I doing this from a place of lack, from a place of fear, from a place of shrinking? Or am I doing this from a place of abundance, a place of love, a place of expansion? And it's really good to ask yourself this question to kind of just check in with why you are choosing to do this or why you would choose to do this thing for more money. And the biggest distinction here is that sometimes when we choose something from a place of love or abundance or expansion, it feels vulnerable. It feels unsafe. Your primal instincts are telling you to run in the opposite direction because it puts you way out of your comfort zone to expand. So, of course, your brain might be sending you signals to stop and to quit or to go the other way, or to do this, do that. So be really mindful of that, that sometimes when we choose abundance, it doesn't feel very good. Sometimes it feels vulnerable. Sometimes like choosing love feels vulnerable, right? Like, for example, you know, marrying someone, that's extremely vulnerable that person could die that person could cheat on you that person could divorce you you know whatever it is it's vulnerable and I think the more the more we own up to that idea the more we're able to think clearly when we make these decisions and to make a decision from abundance and to know if we're in abundance or fear lack energy but The other thing about this is it might not feel comfortable. It might feel extremely scary and vulnerable to choose abundance. But abundance will always deeply feel truthful. That's just all. That's just how I can describe it is like beneath the fear, beneath that panic, deep down inside, like the depths of the waters, you feel that this is the right move, that this is the move that will expand you, that this is the most honest and truthful and loving thing you can do for yourself. It's like this deep inner knowing in your body. And that's, that's the only way I can really describe it. It's like just, yeah, this deep stillness, this deep knowing underneath the the choppy waters, the vulnerability, the pain, the anxiety. There will be truth underneath all of that. Another thing to consider here is, do you feel as though you are being backed into a corner with a gun to your head in taking this job or doing this thing for money or selling this house for more money? Do you feel as if you were being backed into a corner with a gun to your head? Or do you 
have that ownership energy around it? Do you have that taking charge energy? And so it's different, right? Because in the previous scenario, when you have a gun to your head, you are a victim. And in this scenario, when you are having ownership over it, over the situation, you are in powerful energy or an ownership mentality. You are taking responsibility of the situation, right? You're like, I am figuring this out. I am steering the ship. I am the captain of this ship and I've got this. I have the capacity to do more and I have the capacity to make more. And making a decision from that energy will yield much more different and more aligning results versus let's say taking a job where you feel like you're being backed into a corner and you have no other choice and this is all there is to it because that is being in that fear energy. So be really committed to learning how to discern what energy you're operating from at all times. Like let that be your inner compass. Let that guide your decisions, not only with money, but relationships and, you know, what food to eat and investments and like career choices, right? All of it. Allow that to be your inner compass. And in just doing that simple inquiry of am I doing this out of fear or am I doing this out of love, that can be so revealing to you, right? Because as discussed previously, if you do something from lack, it's like multiplying by zero. Like my um, mentor Serena Hicks says, it's always going to equal more lack. Doing something from lack will always create more lack. So if you like let's say get a job that pays a shit ton of money but you're doing it from a place of lack like there's no other choice I can't do anything else this is the only option it's the only way I'll ever make money then your experience in that job will be of lack yeah you will probably have a fatter bank account and that will give you some momentary pleasure but you will for sure feel more lack from that unless you clean the shit up in the middle and like evaluate it and see what's happening but that's usually the trend of acting from lack what that results in and here's another perspective this is like part two of it is are you on if i could speak (laughs) are you in a rush to make more money Are you in a rush, in a hurried state to make more money? And so that's also a very interesting question to ask yourself. Because when you are in a rush, when you are in this hurrying, scurrying energy, you are not in ownership energy. You are not in control of the situation. You are now just desperately trying to escape an emotion or an experience. And you're in scarcity when you are in this hurry, scurry, rush energy. You are feeling scarcity in your capacity to handle this experience and to handle this emotion. Yes, scarcity also plays into our ability to feel our emotions. 
right? Like we usually dull our emotions. We dull our negative experiences because we feel like we can't handle it, right? Like I'm not like saying anything about people who medicate and who really need that stuff, right? But sometimes we medicate ourselves with pills or with food or with video games or with entertainment or with sex or with alcohol or with drugs because we deeply feel this scarcity within us that we cannot handle this. I cannot handle this deep suffering and this deep pain. So I need something to dull it because I can't handle it as it is. And that's the truth of it, right? And I'm not saying that like if you do that, you are wrong right? Because we're human. Our natural instinct is to get away from pain and move towards pleasure. So we are wired to operate in this way. But it is very important to see this trend for ourselves and see where we do dull out the experience and dull out the pain because we feel like we don't, we don't have the capacity to feel it all the way through and to embrace it all the way through. We always have to somehow resort to abandoning ourselves in some way. So part of this money ownership energy work is being willing to feel all the negative feelings that arise from this process of building your money mindset, right? So let's think of all the experiences that we try to dull out and numb out on, right? The feeling of scarcity, of not having enough, whether or not like that is true, whether or not you have $1 in the bank or $100,000 in the bank, someone can feel extreme scarcity and like they don't have enough and like they're going to die. That's how it can feel sometimes. We can feel the disappointment of not signing a client or not getting the job or not getting the promotion or not being able to sell our house or sell a car or something. We feel boredom and just the dread of the slowness of the results sometimes. We feel restless. We feel impatient about money coming in. We feel anxiety about money going out. So just being willing to sit with all of that. And I know I talk a lot about mindset work and changing your thoughts and changing your beliefs. And yes, that is a component of this, but that's more like the part two, right? Or maybe it's like part one. And then the prequel to that, the thing that needs to be prerequisite to that is being willing to accept what is arising. So for example, if you are feeling deep scarcity about money, to first be courageous enough, be willing to look that look at that in the face, look at that scarcity right in the eye and be able to see it and say, hello, I see you, I feel you. And be willing to sit with it instead of jumping to fix it, instead of jumping to run away from it. Because sometimes working on our mindsets can be the same exact tool as like running to food and alcohol and entertainment. Sometimes we can abandon ourselves in trying to change our mindsets way too quickly because we're just trying to escape that scarcity feeling. But in order... And this feels counterintuitive, right? But in order to 
create long-lasting beliefs in order to feel abundance and know what abundance really is to its core, we must be willing to feel the scarcity and love ourselves through that scarcity, through that lack, through that suffering, through the restlessness, through the impatience. We, that, that is a prerequisite to all of this. And guys, it is one of the hardest things that, you know, we ever commit to doing is to not abandon ourselves when we feel those things. But in staying with it, right, it's like when the waters get choppy and you're a captain to this ship, be willing to feel all of it. Be willing to stay on the ship when the waters get choppy or maybe when a storm is brewing, right? You don't suddenly jump ship and leave your crew behind and go like, see ya, I'm gonna run to shore now. You stay, you lead your crew, your team. You are committed to weather the storm with all parts of yourself. And that is what this real work is all about. That is what the energy of money ownership is all about. Be willing to stay with yourself when the waters get rough. When it looks like a friggin' tsunami is about to occur. Be willing to feel scarcity. Be willing to feel anxiety about the money that seems to just be bleeding out of your account. Be willing to absorb the loss of things. Be willing to feel the disappointment of having a failed business or, you know, getting fired or not getting a promotion or not um, making money, right? Be willing to feel the boredom. Be willing to feel the impatience. Be willing to feel all of it. And in working in your money mindset like this, you also, this is why this is called love yourself rich is because it's about money, but really it's about you. It's about taking care of you. This is a new form of self-care. It's not just bubble baths. It's not just buying yourself a box of chocolates every once in a while. It's about you taking care of you in every state and in every form. With whatever emotion that arises, you stay. You don't run away. You don't dull it out with food or shopping or alcohol. You stay. That is the ownership that I'm talking about. And of course, the deepest part of this work is trust. It's that stillness. And I think that's one of the biggest things that really helped me stay in the moment when all I want to do is run and hide and go fix whatever it is that I think is a problem. It's about having this deep sense of trust. Trust in ourselves. Trust that these emotions aren't here to hurt us but are here to help us are here to give us information and guidance to trust in ourselves that we have the capacity to be more to do more to have more to make more and not from a place of like being incomplete and being inadequate but being in a place of ownership of all that you are and your power in its entirety right like taking up all the space that you know you are worthy of instead of just sitting in the corner, all invisible, right? So 
trust yourself, trust in the process, trust in God and trust in the universe. And let that be kind of like how I imagine this is, you know, the, and I'm just making this up. I feel like this is true, but this might not actually be true. But in the deepest part of the ocean, it's still. It almost feels calm and stable, right? That's how I feel about this trust. And then as you get higher and higher up towards the surface, you'll feel the waves, right? You'll feel the, the ins and outs, the ebbs and flows. Sometimes the waves are chaotic. Sometimes the waves are calm. Sometimes the waves are like stormy and they're crashing. And sometimes they're like swallowing up boats, right? It can be really torturous waves. But deep down at the bottom of the ocean, <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean, all is well. Everything is well. And so I want you to also zoom out and see, and this could also not be scientifically true, but let's just stick with this metaphor, that the majority of the ocean is this deep sea experience of that stillness and that trust and that stability. And only a small percentage of the ocean is the surface, is the crashing waves, is the, like, um fluid chaoticness of the weather right so to kind of see life in that way and that just because your ego is on a rampage and getting upset and being really scared and frightened doesn't mean all of you is like imagine when the ego is throwing its tantrum about not having enough not being enough um all the the ego rants let that be only one percent of who you are and yeah that one percent of what's happening is like really loud as fuck and is making a lot of noise but that doesn't necessarily set off everything right i'm assuming if the waves are really chaotic at the surface it doesn't affect the deepness of the ocean as deep as it goes it's still calm And so that's just how I like to see it is it's okay that my ego freaks out. It's okay that I feel negative emotions and this wavers from day to day. I could feel all these emotions of sadness and disappointment and feeling like a failure and feeling inadequate and feeling shame and feeling rejection and feeling jealousy all in one day. And I can also feel bouts of happiness, bouts of fulfillment and productivity and success and connection and love and joy all in the same day as well. And that is fucking okay, guys. It is okay. And just being in that sense of ownership that you will not abandon yourself, you will not abandon your crew and jump ship the second things get nasty. You are here for all of it. (laughs) and be willing to be here for all of it all right thank you for tuning into this episode my back officially hurts but it's okay this was worth it i really enjoyed recording this all right so you guys know what to do if you want to connect with me click on the link in the podcast description if you want to work with me as your coach 
and follow me on Instagram at Gretchen.Evangelista. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.